So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode 54 of So There. there. I'm Tom Karamitis. I'm Gary Doyle. And Tom, I can... Uh, Tom oh, sounded like he needed... Are you going to be okay? He sounded like he needed the Heimlich before this. Uh. You know, it's. I had a cold a couple of weeks ago, and, I've, and uh, I have a persistent cough. But I've heard from a lot of people that the nature of the colds the non-COVID colds anyway, they've been getting, uh, have had a persistent cough that kind of hangs on for, for weeks. So I'll do my best to squelch my expectorations here. Do the gray days have Tom Karamitis down? We have not had sunshine here in Chicago in probably a month. Very much so. Very much so. I, I was commenting on this to uh, somebody at work the other day, and just it's like it's just this, you know, dreary, endless string of just the exact same day. Heavy overcast, you know. Right. I think it's supposed to break soon, but it's. Uh, I feel like we've had about one sunny day in January so far. So. Right. Right. Get Gary Doyle down. I know you can't sit on your 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 screen porch. <laughs> this time of year i you know uh i don't get seasonal effect disorder as they call it i don't really get that i, I don't enjoy it but i'm fine I, I i am enjoying this winter i have to say because there is a lack of snow which i absolutely love i love i hate snow i hate shoveling it hate driving in it i don't like anything about it and so it's been a delightful winter from that standpoint yeah I will say uh, another uh, kind of uh, I have a, a feeling that we might have hit the the tipping point uh, and are on the downslope on the the phenomenon we've been identifying in advertising lately as noun as verb. I have not heard any new campaigns that uh, that that profess to holiday greatly or. <laughs> Or whatever. I, I no new ones. It seems like every time we've done a, the, a podcast recently, I've had about three or four new ones. I have a new one. Uh oh, I spoke too soon. Well, you spoke to yourself. I don't think you spoke too soon. You spoke to yourself. I I spotted one in the wilderness that I actually wrote down and did a little research on. Um, Hilton's. Hilton Hotel. They used to be a client at my agency. I used to handle Hilton. Hilton Hotel. Do you know what their new tagline is, Tom? No. Guest how you guessed. Explain. Get, I, that's the tagline. And it's two. It's I thought it was a new a new height of nounus verb because it actually does it <laughs> twice in one tagline guessed how you guessed guessed how it's, you guessed is it guess how you guessed no no guessed, guessed. so the like word guessed twice yeah guessed how you guessed i am i am mystified by that 
I am too, but that's their new tagline. <laughs> guessed how you guessed. And it makes, I know, it makes even less sense than, <laughs> as a tagline, it makes even less sense than, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. For Michelob Ultra, which we've assessed in the podcast. So you could say, you, you could say, guess how you guessed. <laughs> And that kind of, that makes at least a little sense to me that, oh, okay, it's going to be some kind of weird adventure. You don't know what's going to happen at Hilton. Guess how you guessed. But guessed, is it, is it guessed colon? (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out what the first guest means. Tom, I did a little research. I went on the Google to try and... (laughs) Try and clear this up. It says, uh, uh, where is it? Yeah, guessed how you guessed. Um, trying to see, where does it explain IHG's new global marketing campaign, which is their largest single campaign investment within the last decade? It's guessed how you guessed is the name of IHG's new ad campaign, and it's intended to promote IHG's loyalty program, as well as the diversity of IHG's 17 hotel brands. It says, it's a celebration of hotels and taking a break from having to do it all. IHG is passionate in its belief that when people are taken care of, they feel free to be themselves and live their best lives. So there. <laughs> well, you read me the press release. Are you in a position to perhaps explain this to me? Do you understand it? No. That's why I researched it. Right. I think, I mean, <laughs> I didn't understand it at all when I first heard it. And then I, the research says it's, it's they have 17 different brands like Hampton Inn and Hilton and Conrad all higher in hotels. Right, so they have all these different hotels, and I think they're saying, guessed how you guessed. Like, do your own style of hotel, right? Ah, you, okay. Like, uh, with, with the emphasis on you. Guessed okay. how you guessed. Okay. Um, guessed the way you want to guess. Okay, okay. By the way, because I didn't understand this, I, I also, at the same time, I did research It's Only Worth It If You Enjoy It. Would you like to know what that means? I would love to. This is what the company says that tagline means from Michelob Ultra. To challenge the widely accepted primacy. Is that primacy or primacy? To, wa- to challenge the widely accepted primis- primacy of success in sport being defined as win at all costs. Michelob Ultra's It's Only Worth It If You Enjoy It campaign asks consumers to re-examine their definition of success through iconic sporting photographs, which which crop out the winning athletes to focus on the joy. Does that tagline feel to you like it, it, it came out of a strategy session, but it never quite made it to the creative department, and somehow... They didn't pass go and didn't collect two hundred dollars, and it just somehow went from strategy to the client. I think th- I think it probably was a strategy that the creatives were handed, and they said, "What the hell do we do with this?" It's like what, and, and that was probably the strategy. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, son. <laughs> son. 
<laughs> they had the sun after that and the planner. They made the planner take that out because women worked in the campaign too, so they felt that was not the right thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So there. Speaking of things we don't understand, are you are you as mystified as I am and irritated as I am every time you go in now to order, you know, food or something at a takeout counter, they spin the little iPad around. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that and it causes you panic as to whether you should tip them or not. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah, that is a hmm, yeah, that experience it I, I i was in a coffee shop with my daughter uh ellie a few weeks ago and they did that they did the spin around and she was off while, while she spun it around she was off making coffee it, it was it wasn't making anything it was like pouring tea into a glass and adding ice to it that's what the preparation was and while she was doing that i said to ellie should i should i tip her anything and she said yes you know you don't make much money so i gave her a tip but it really is, you know, it's, it's uh, I, you know, I mean, a tip in, it's, in a restaurant is for a waiter who goes and gets your food and brings it out and takes your order and writes it down and goes back to the kitchen and makes several trips, doing your drinks, refilling them, whatever, clearing your plates, all that stuff, right? That's what a waiter earns their money for, they earn their tip for. But they're asking you to give a tip for somebody that's, pouring coffee or what have you or making yeah. a burrito and what throws me about the spinning ipad to that point is I, I i give a tip to somebody who's given me some some amount of personal service as you said whether it's somebody who's taking your order and serving your food or showing you to your seat or 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 you know driving you to their to the destination but the person at the register as far as i can tell all they have really done is torn off the receipt because everything's automated. I, I stick the credit card in the machine. She spins the iPad around. And the only other thing she does, because the order is automated and it goes back to the kitchen, all she does is literally tear the receipt off and hand it to me. So I'm not quite sure why I'm tipping her. And yeah. you could probably say, oh, it's, 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 it's shared among the whole staff. But, but to me, once again, that just gets into the whole breakdown of what is the purpose of tipping? I thought mm-hmm. it was to show appreciation for personal service. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think it's it's. I think we've probably talked about this before, but it, it's it's. I think it's just really gotten out of hand. I would much rather they raise the price eighteen percent on everything and then you know be done with it. I think so too. I'm sure this will engender engender all kinds of letters from you know coffee shop baristas and so forth. But uh, but I agree. You know, the whole notion of tipping is, as you said, it's kind of absurd. Like, I've had this discussion before with people. Let's say I've gone to a restaurant, and the service has been terrible, you know. And and I'm like, well, how much, you know, how much should I give him? He was terrible, you know. And, and, and they will say, like, well, you can't do less than 18% or whatever, you know. Like, Why? You know, the norm used to be 15% was standard. And if it was extraordinary service, then you might give more. But now 15%'s gone the way of. And now it's like, well, even if it was terrible, you got to give them 18. 
What? Yeah, I don't. I don't subscribe to that. Uh, like you, my my standard tip used to be I would divide by six, so it was sixteen percent. And if it was good, really good service, I'd go twenty percent. And if it was extraordinary, once a year, maybe do a twenty five percent tip if they really went above and beyond. But yeah, to th- the notion that eighteen percent is the bare minimum is a little frightening to me. Right? I mean, you know, Tom, as you know, I've talked about opening up my own agency someday and calling it the Gary Doyle Experience. I like that. You know, perhaps the Gary Doyle experience, when we would go to clients and share an idea, we would bring a little iPad and flip it around <laughs> after we're done presenting the work. And they can they can rate us or tip us. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Where do you draw the line? You know, why should it just be a retail transaction? You know? Maybe when I do my taxes this year, I'll add a little tip at the end, you know? <laughs> the spin, the spin, the <laughs> iPad spin comes out from your accountant. <laughs> so there. Tom, you're not a big college football fan, right? Big college football fan? Um, no, I, I, I'm probably a fair weather college football fan. Okay, so you probably didn't notice that, you know, they play the bowl games at the end of the year. All the bowl games are, mm-hmm. you know, sponsored by companies, right? Like the Doritos Fiesta Bowl or whatever. You know that, right? Yep. So I noticed one. I didn't watch it, but I saw the results in the paper. Some, you know, third-tier bowl game. But it was called... The ReliaQuest Bowl. ReliaQuest. ReliaQuest would be a company then? Yeah. Now, I don't know what they do, but, you know, it was one of those kind of mashed up names for, you know, two words and you put them together. ReliaQuest. Right? And so I, and so I started thinking... And, and 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 companies marketers always have the second part of the word capitalized so it'll be relia and then capital quest but one word right yeah so i started thinking about all the other companies that do this that do two words mashed into one do you want to know i thought of a few i did some research do you want, do you want to hear them i sit with bated breath <laughs> so there's ameritrade right there's a lot of things with amera in it ameritrade Ameriprise, this was a testing company that uh, listener Ann reminded me that we used on one of my clients years ago, Ameritest. <laughs> Ameritest. Then there's others, Nutrigrain, right? You've had Nutrigrain bars. Nutrigrain, Omnicom, the, the, the ad agency, the holding company, Omnicom, Wintrust, Get it, Tom? Win, trust, weather tech, floor mats, eco sport, which is an engine for makes on and on and on. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, I, we when I worked at Ogilvy, we one of our early cellular clients was Ameritech. You might remember them. They were one of the oh. early. Uh, yeah, Amera. Yeah, Amera, and then tech. Tech. Yeah, it's it's 
It's they show the focus groups and people are like, well, it's American. I like that. It's got some tech in it. They sound smart. <laughs> what more What more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? And everybody behind the glass in the focus group is high-fiving each other. Um, when yes! do we get our money for participating? <laughs> I almost signed up for a focus group. I got uh, an email yesterday for uh, the, the, the PGA Superstore where I, where I go every so often. They, they wanted to pay me $250 to participate oh, yeah. in, a, in a focus group. But it had, I had to do it in the suburbs in the middle of a weekday and i was you know why not do it i would have done it at night i would have done it on a weekend but sure yeah i've I've done that do you ever get those electronic you ever get those email requests to participate in a in a market research survey about 20 times a day i answer them (laughs) (laughs) or and and I, i quickly drop off when it gets to questions like you know the IT decisions you make for your company. I'm like, oh, I don't think they're looking for me. But I made it through one time, and I got paid like $300 for about an hour. It was great. And and did they, they were they give you money when you're walking out the door at the end, or what do they? No, do? they send you a check. It wasn't. I wasn't uh, physically there. It was a. It was a oh, Zoom. It was okay. a Zoom. They. Yeah, it was great. Ameritest. Oh, 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 Zen. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that has now become quite the popular, it is a diabetes drug, but of what I've been hearing, people have been abusing it because it also has weight loss properties as a side effect. So uh, people have been tr- trouble getting it actually for this legitimate purpose, which is to control diabetes. Interesting. Yeah. Gary, um... Are you worn down by the the amount of uh, things you hear on the news? Whenever there's a storm coming, somebody calls it a once in a generation or a hundred year storm. Yes. I mean, you know, I feel like every few months there's a new once in a lifetime, once in a generation storm, and and I, you know, I think maybe if nothing else, it's time to adjust the metrics because of global warming. But uh, I think they need to retire that. It's, you know, I remember Stormageddon. They they had in L.A. three or four years ago for some giant rainstorm they were expecting. But, yeah, this the storm that we got a few weeks ago was a once-in-a-generation. I feel like every winter there's a couple of once-in-a-generations. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's a general trend tied toward hyperbole. You know, everything's amazing. Right. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I sent you that PDF with the word change. Amazing, thank you. <laughs> oh, really, just just an, an really empty platitude. Yes, it wasn't really amazing. I just changed the word <laughs> and sent it back. Amazing, thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> well, you know the weather folks also have. <laughs> taken to inventing these phrases for storms when we were kids there was no such thing it was either like a thunderstorm or a tornado warning but now it's like bomb cyclone <laughs> right or polar vortex <laughs> or a nor'easter <laughs> well nor'easter's been around for a while but they, they they invented these frightening you know terms that sound like post apocalyptic terms that you know we're all going to die. Bomb cyclone. <laughs> so immediately go to your basement. 
Are you familiar with the concept of uh, AI, Tom? Yes. Artificial intelligence. Yes. So I don't know if you're aware of this. I became aware of this, and uh, you know, Gary Doyle, the head of the curve, as always. But a few months ago, a friend of mine shared a site with me called OpenAI. You familiar with OpenAI? I think so. Is it the site that will write a term paper for you? Right, right. And so I saw this a few months ago, and now everyone's talking about it. I was three months ahead of everybody else, but people are now talking about chat, chat GPT and OpenAI. <coughs> and yeah, it's quite frightening. I teach a course, as you know, I teach a course in advertising, and I asked it to create a, a thesis level um, paper on the on the you know lack of minority representation in advertising and it spit it right out and it was pretty good it was kind of mind-blowing you can use it to create you know you can you can use it to create a recipe you can use it to create a restaurant review uh, all kinds of things but I I used artificial intelligence Tom to review the so there podcast seriously I, you could do that huh yes this is frightening and intriguing at the same time um, that's all I so all I entered in the box was and you can do this for all kinds of things you can say you can say create taglines for a donut shop and then it'll ask you to say give a couple of keywords like fresh or you know um, friendly and it'll create taglines it's 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 pretty it's pretty incredible and frightening but I asked it to review write a review of the so there podcast and that's all I wrote yeah you want to hear what it said I can't wait the So There podcast with Gary Doyle and Tom Karamitis is a unique and engaging podcast. It offers a fresh take on modern entertainment, providing a relaxed and humorous atmosphere for its audience. The podcast is hosted by Gary Doyle and Tom Karamitis, two friends who have been in the entertainment industry for many years. <laughs> During the podcast, it's sorry. It's it's part it's part accurate and part kind of funny. Sorry. During the podcast, they discuss everything from current events to their life experiences. The two are also good storytellers, as they often draw upon their personal experiences to illustrate their points. The podcast has a relaxed and humorous humorous tone, and Doyle and Carabitis have a great chemistry. They banter. They banter back and forth, often jokingly referring to each other as brother from another mother. <laughs> oh, jeez. This creates an enjoyable atmosphere for listeners and makes the podcast fun to listen to. The topics created the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. I can tell you don't think this is funny as I, as I do. <laughs> oh jeez I'm crying uh, the topics covered in the podcast are varied and in interesting they touch on current events like the US presidential election <laughs> as well as more personal topics like really <laughs> I didn't intend for this to happen sorry <laughs> oh jeez as well as more personal topics like relationships and health <laughs> Wait, say that again. Relationships and... Relationships and health. <laughs> <laughs> the hosts also discuss their own lives, such as their families, hobbies, and career choices. <laughs> this makes the podcast more relatable to its listeners and gives the audience a chance to connect with them. 
<laughs> That's the review. <laughs> that, oh, geez. Sorry. Now, it's interesting. Did you, you just asked it to review, uh, so it wasn't one particular episode. So theoretically, it went in and scoured all of our episodes. <coughs> yes. <coughs> yeah. That's amazing. You know, it's funny. I, I, I thought for a moment, did you, did you go in and ask it to write a brief biography of Gary Doyle? No, I'll do that next, though. I did, I did, I did do several different queries with slightly different terms. And it re, and it re, it uh, gave back three different reviews, and one of the reviews, and this was not prompted by the query, it was not part of the what I asked. Part of it taught, spoke to the clean and well produced sound quality. Oh, not line. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to know that the fruits of my labor are. Enjoyed even by a cyber being somewhere. Should we post that review on our on our uh, iTunes to go with the two we have there already? Yeah, yeah. One, one of them written by me, I think. <laughs> oh, you can't give that away. <laughs> oh, geez. Sorry, Tom. That's our AI review. You can try it yourself sometime. Yeah, that's right. That's a good idea to search for, to ask for a feedback on yourself. It's kind of the new version of Googling yourself. Just, you know. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe for n the next episode, we can each share a brief bio on ourselves. Yeah. Uh, review of Gary Doyle, comma, creative director. Yeah. Are you doing it right now live? Is that what you're saying? No, I could. Okay. No. All right, all right. <laughs> I've, I've wasted enough of our listeners' time with not being able to get through the review of our. <laughs> I like my favorite part is they they joke they often jokingly refer to each other as brother from another mother. <laughs> I know. I don't think we've ever I've ever uttered that phrase. <laughs> <sighs> so there. I found, I, I found, uh, I know you found the, this AI thing. I, I found a, a kind of a, a, a in, another interesting gambit that I pursued on, on Facebook. Um, and I would challenge our listeners to try this themselves. It's very interesting. Scour your friend list and find a friend who you really only know that person. You don't really, you didn't go to college with them. You didn't go to high school with them. You don't live necessarily in the same city with them. So find a friend that fits into that category. To give you an example, many years ago, I worked at ABC for a summer and I, I, I met a guy there and um, somehow we reconnected years later and he became a Facebook friend. So I clicked on him recently and after I clicked on him, I clicked on the list of his friends and they all kind of scrolled, filled the page. And on almost every friend, it just listed one mutual friend, which of course is the guy that I was friends with. Right. But there were a few people where it said we had two or three mutual friends. And when I clicked on those friends, all of a sudden it was fascinating because they, their friends were friends, had friends in common with me. And even though we lived in completely different parts of the country, like, you know, we, 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 we didn't really have any networks in common, but it's all of a sudden when you think about it, you have say 600 friends on Facebook, your friend has 600 friends, and then you start combining all of those networks 
and you get these really interesting overlaps. Um, people from different parts of my lives were friends with some of this person's friends. I just thought it was fascinating. But it doesn't work if you like if you like Googled me. I mean, if you you pick me in your Facebook thing, we have too many friends in common because we worked at the same company together. You know that that, that sort of thing. So it's kind of hard to wade all the way through that. But if you pick somebody who you really just had an, an a unique brief lifetime encounter with this person, you might be surprised that you have some odd overlaps in your networks. <clears throat> yeah. I could, uh, I could review that. I could re, I could, uh, yeah, I could check that out. I'm pretty sure I have more Facebook friends than you, by the way. I, I need to think you threw 600 out there. I think I have like 900. What is Gary Doyle's um, protocol on accept, accepting LinkedIn contents, contacts? Hmm. My protocol is I. I don't accept them unless I know them. Generally, unless they're somebody that's interesting sounding or might be of some use in my career, like a recruiter, right? Uh, other than that, I do not accept them. I'm I, I'm probably similar. My I have two criteria: either I know the person, or I know the company they work for. If either of those you know, if it's somebody I've never met, but he works at, you know, some production company or another agency, then I'll accept them. But if, if, if it's somebody I've never heard of at a company I've never heard of, then I generally don't accept it. You ever get random things, like random introductions from people that are like, why, why is this person? I get those sometimes. <laughs> right? It has nothing to do with your industry or anything to do with anything. It just, yeah. you know, somebody's yeah. like, somebody like an arc welder. <laughs> <laughs> So there. So there. <laughs> um, let me very quickly see. If, um, I'm very quickly seeing if it does anything. Review of Tom Caramidas producer Leo Burnett. <laughs> I don't know if it'll anything will come up. Wow. Look at this, Tom. Is this tape still rolling? This is this <laughs> yes. oh my gosh. Look at it's just spitting it out. You wanna hear it? Tom Karamitis has an extensive background in producing advertising campaigns for some of the world's leading brands. His work with Leo Burnett is widely admired and has been featured in numerous publications. He is an innovative thinker who brings an excellent eye to the creative process and has been credited with helping bring some of the most successful campaigns to life. Tom's ability to work with a wide range of clients and create unique and effective campaigns has made him an invaluable asset to Leo Burnett. He is also an excellent communicator and has the confidence to take risks and push the boundaries of creativity. This, 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 his work is truly masterful, and it's no wonder and he is one of the most sought-after producers in the industry. None of that's true, but I think I have a new best friend. <laughs> if you can have a crush on an artificial intelligence being, I think I've achieved that. Well, Tom, on that, on that glowing note, what, what better way to end the podcast 
been a review of the masterful Tom Karamidas. This is Gary Doyle and Tom Karamidas saying, So there!